If you want it, you can have it. But you gotta learn to reach out there and grab it. Hello and welcome to We Are Weezer Perfect Situations 26. I'm your host, Rachel, and We Are Weezer is a podcast about Weezer. We have two kinds of episodes, a song review episode where a guest host and I scour the internet to find details on and fun facts on your favorite Weezer songs, and we give them all to you and your ears. We review it and rate it using our special rating system. And we also have uh, perfect situations like today where we'll cover Weezer news. We'll have a guest interview, tell Weezer stories, or I'll give you all the facts and history behind a Weez mark, which is a Weezer landmark. Let's take a break and we'll be right back. I guess you're as real as me. Maybe I can live with that. Maybe I need Life of chasing butterfly I'm sorry for what I did I did what my body told me to I didn't mean to do you harm Every time I pin down what I think I want It slips away The ghost slips away Today, I am joined by Larry Zeepsterd, who is a, a you, what, what do you call it? Like YouTuber? <laughs> I'd know. say, I'd say YouTuber. Yeah. YouTuber. Okay. That's the, the correct uh, PC term. He, you have a YouTube video on the Blue Album, right? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And you also are coming out with a new one on Pinkerton soon, right? Yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, a sequel to that video. Um, I, it's a series where I'm going to be going through all the albums and looking back at them in retrospect, along with my research and like tidbits on uh, the songs within the album. So you kind of do what we do, but with but cooler with videos and fun facts and you have interviews on there and... So it's, I'm excited. It'll be fun. I've, I watched the Blue Album one or I listened to it. I did. I learned something that I was like, oh, I didn't know that. So that was cool, which doesn't happen to me all the time on like the Blue Album stuff. So yeah, go check him out. So Larry, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and like, how did you get started with YouTube and like just putting stuff out on the internet in general? I mean, I was really surprised because you look so young. I was really surprised that you've been doing it so long already. And like, it just, it's a lot of work, I know. So why don't you tell us a little bit about all of that? Well, ever since when I was a kid, I liked uh, making like little like slideshows, like in the computer lab, like uh, we'd be in the computer lab and they'd tell us to do an assignment and I wouldn't be doing the assignment. I'd be trying to like like cut in segments of like videos to try and make things like bouncing around and I'd get in trouble for it. I was not a good kid. 
I didn't follow. <laughs> <laughs> didn't follow what the teacher told me. But uh, eventually, uh, I discovered YouTube more because uh, for me personally, I was born in the year 1999 and uh, born really in the technology age uh, with the Internet and YouTube uh, has always been there really in my life. Uh, I haven't I, I didn't really watch like TV. It was more like YouTubers like uh, like Let's Players, people playing games and whatnot or other or like cartoon review shows. And back when I was uh, 16, that's when I started my YouTube channel, because during high school and during middle school, I was always fascinated with history, U.S. presidents. I'd read tidbits about them. After school, they'd be like, Larry, Larry what are you doing after school? I'm like, oh, I'm going to be reading about uh, Theodore Roosevelt and the progressive movement, <laughs> you know. If I just like randomly say a president's name, can I get a fun fact? Uh Yeah. Let's see here. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. He was a wrestler. He uh, <laughs> only, if I remember correctly, he wrestled uh, over 300 times and only lost once. He was a big, like, of course, the the famous, like, height. Like, he was, like, six foot five, six foot four. He Back in his, during his, like, 20s, he would just, like, rumble and whatnot before oh he got gosh, into politics. That's funny. I did not know that. You I feel also, like I've seen him in a boxing outfit or something before, but not wrestling. Did he box too? I don't think he boxed. No, okay. I, it was wrestling. Okay. It was wrestling, yeah. How about uh, Bill Clinton? <laughs> Bill Clinton. Uh, let's see. There, what, what are some ones that are more obscure? Because everybody knows about uh, his saxophone. Did I stump you? No, there was actually going to be a video game. Uh, it's not a Bill Clinton fact himself, but there was going to be a video game. Uh, it was advertised for the Oval Office about his cat, Socks the Cat. <laughs> uh, That's funny. And fortunately, it got canceled, but I would have reviewed that if that uh, if that did come out. Like, they were really going to make that. They put it out there. Yeah, there, there's actually footage of it. Unfortunately, it was never complete. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, cool. <laughs> So what is it that drew you to YouTube? You just like decided I want to try that. I've been doing it for I've been doing it kind of forever. Why don't I try it for real? It was really kind of my friends driving it in some ways because I have a friend named uh, Bedhead Bernie and uh, Bedhead Bernie started creating videos when he was 12, actually, and uploading them very well edited He's actually, I'd say, more talented than I am. But uh, seeing him do this and also from the various like YouTubers that I watched, such as Rebel Taxi 99 and uh, watching uh, other history YouTubers like Alternate History Hub, that inspired me. I thought like I thought that my personality was good enough to offer something. And I, I wanted to bring some contribution to the site that was both informative, entertaining and just, you know, overall funny. And um, I guess that worked out with my first video. It was on George Washington. Uh, ever since then, I've branched off from, like, history, though, into music. Most notably with my uh, first Gorillaz video called The Politics of Gorillaz, which uh, analyzed their album Humans and whatnot. And after, and that was a hit. That, that got, like, over 100,000 views. And, you know, I combined my love of music with uh, my love of editing and my love of analyzing whatnot mm -hmm. of like history that I decided to, you know, become uh, a bit more music focused. 
every now and then I do go on just like pure politics because uh, there, there, I'd say there is a split among among my fans of, of what they want to find within the channel because you see there's a certain portion that hey we want to watch more videos similar to a uh, this video made on a uh, Jeb Bush and his campaign and then there's another camp that says hey we want to watch more videos about uh, gorillas about Billie Eilish about uh you know Weezer you know it's something it's an issue that I gotta resolve I gotta try and uh, upload like have a schedule where like one week I'm doing a video that's music related and then the other week I do a history oriented video and then the other week I do a politics video rinse and repeat but I'm just also busy because I'm currently in college right now that uh such a schedule doesn't really you know yeah fit yeah so what do you like about doing it like what's your favorite part do you like watching those those likes add up or do you just have fun putting the video together or is it everything it's a a little bit of all yeah i like editing the video together sometimes it can be stressful but i think it's all worth it in the end because of um of course the the reception that i get from the videos that that keeps me going on the of course like the likes and whatnot that's probably uh at the bottom of it all because i'd probably keep doing this if even if i had only 100 subscribers just as long as there's like someone watching someone enjoying their content someone responding being like hey this was pretty good or like c- engaging in the conversation that i brought forth within the video you know the the idea of uh knowing that someone you know likes your stuff in general yeah it's nice that's- I, I could like ask you like why why do you uh do this podcast? Because I'd say people people enjoy it, right? You like talking about Weezer and you like, you know I like people talking about it. Yeah. I like talking. <laughs> <laughs> I like Weezer. I like I love podcasts and I feel like I can't stop for some reason. Like I I've thought about it and I I can't. Like I have to continue if it wasn't about Weezer I'd have to do something else and I'm just not ready to give up podcasting yet because it's too fun I don't know and I get to meet cool people I was like oh you're perfect for we are Weezer because you're gonna like go to town on the facts and the history which is like something I also enjoy learning about Mm -hmm. them but I love gorillas I love Billie Eilish and I met her. I met Billie Eilish. I saw. <laughs> I watched that one twice. Uh, so tell me the story about that. So last month, and I can't believe it was only last month, uh, <laughs> I was uh, driving uh, home and I, I called up uh, the radio station 98.7, which is a very famous radio station here in uh, Southern California. Used and to I be called them Star up. 98.7, but now it's alt it was it was called Star ninety eight seven. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, so I called them up when they said, "Oh, cue in now to meet Billie Eilish for this concert called Alter Ego." And alter what Alter Ego is is that because uh, I, I also won tickets for that last year, but uh, and uh, last year they had Weezer. That's right. Uh, I was going to say that. So I had won tickets uh, then, and uh, I was trying to win tickets again this year. It just so happens that on this Thursday, uh, they were giving tickets for uh, to meet Billie Eilish. So every day this this week, they were giving tickets to meet certain artists. Like on Monday, you could meet Blink-182. On Wednesday, you could meet the Luminaires. 
So Thursday comes along. Win your tickets for this, and you'll be able to win. Uh, you'll be able to win meet and greet passes to meet Billie Eilish. And uh, I won. And uh, if you watch the video, uh, I showed the audio of uh, me winning, and it's like me freaking out. Yeah. Uh, I really like her music. Uh, my girlfriend loves her music more. She knows more obscure stuff about her and whatnot. So driving up to meet her was the most surreal feeling. So because I live in the OC. So it was like an hour away from uh, L.A. So we're driving and just like it didn't really feel like it. It was just like, man, I'm about to meet Billie Eilish. <laughs> and uh, we get there and uh, we're a little late uh, for the meetup. So uh, the lady uh, tells us to hurry in into backstage and we're passing all through these rooms like in this room, in this one room, just Blink-182 is just chilling out there. Then in this other room, like uh, Coldplay is just hanging out over there, too. Finally, we reached the, the the room at the very end of the hallway. And we walked inside and Billie Eilish is just like standing there, like hanging out, like talking and like doing a, her meet and greet with uh, all these people. And uh, we're in line. My girlfriend's freaking out and it didn't really hit me. And I'm just like, man, all right, this is cool. Like, so oh, she, there she is. There she is. <laughs> The most famous person, or the, I'd say the biggest artist currently on the planet. There she is. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so we're next. My girlfriend goes in first for a hug. And uh, as uh, Billie Eilish is giving the hug, she looks up and like she sees my like stupid smirk. And her eyes just widen. And then I'm just like, Billy, what's going on? What up? And then she's just like, what up, dude? <laughs> was that like your just way of breaking the ice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a quick minute interaction. Uh, I was wearing a, a golf shirt, uh, which is a, a brand uh, from the artist uh, Tyler, the creator. And she said she liked my shirt. And we started talking about Tyler for a little bit. But the the photograph, uh, the photographer uh, said that we had to go quicker. Uh, and then so we took our photos and although I would have liked to stay for a little longer and, of course, you know, have a conversation because uh, it's it's not often that you get to meet Billie Eilish. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad we got the photo and whatnot. I'm glad I got to meet her. The concert itself was pretty cool. Alter Ego uh, 2020. Bet. Yeah. But uh, now. Was she I, the headliner or? She was. I. They say that all of them are headliners. Uh, mm. I'd say there are artists who are bigger than other artists. She was the one who started the show. Uh, oh okay yeah last year 21 pilots started the show and weezer was in the middle of it and they did like a sly remark saying that saying that 21 pilots you're cool but we're better or something like that it was like it was pretty funny rivers was being fun that night (laughs) and so you got a hug or your girlfriend got a hug from billy we both got hugs oh and now you have a memory to save forever i was gonna ask like I don't know. Like, how did she seem? Was she genuine? Was she nice? Or do you think she was just kind of like doing her thing that you have to do? I'd say she was nice. She seems incredibly genuine. She was like, she wasn't like just there to be like, oh, I guess I got to get photos. She was like talking to everyone who came by, had something to say about them. Even when people were like crying, because there was this girl who was uh, ahead in the line of us, because there was only like 20 other people in the room. And there was this girl who was like, crying and like sobbing and whatnot because she was so amped up on meeting billy eilish <laughs> and billy just came was just like oh come here come here it's all right it's all right it she she seemed really caring and whatnot 
Oh, Very cool. Yeah, she does seem like that in everything that I see her in. And I just, you know, hopefully she stays that way. I don't know. She's, yeah, she's been having some busy weeks recently, though. She played at the Grammys a week after that. And is uh, by the time the podcast this podcast is out, would have performed already at the Oscars. Wow. Uh, yeah. When is that happening? Next weekend? That's, no, that's today. Oh. <laughs> the Oscars are today, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I got to get on top of that. Cool. Okay. That's interesting that she's going to perform there. I wonder what she's going to do. I think she's going to perform her new uh, song because she's doing a new song for uh, the James Bond, uh, the new James Bond film. Oh, my God. That's so perfect. Um, She has an angel voice and I love her so much. She's very soothing. Her her brother, Phineas, uh, produces her songs really well. Yeah. So is that why you decided to do... A video on on Billy because uh, you met her and just felt like you had to. Yeah, I just felt like, look, I met Billie Eilish and you didn't. Am I? <laughs> aren't I so cool? Yeah, I, I kind of wanted to brag. Or were you just inspired? <laughs> enough. It was. It was also inspiration too. It was a mix of like, and I'm, I'm, I, if I'm being a hundred percent honest, it was a mix of being like, I met Billie Eilish and it was pretty cool. But also, I wanted to uh, analyze the song, everything I wanted because it's. Her latest single, I really like it. Uh, I really like her songs. I was originally going to do a video on her entire album uh, that came out last year, but uh, I never got around to it because I was so busy that semester of school that I I barely uploaded at all. Do you want to go on and talk about Weezer? Or do you want to tell me about your your video games? My video games? (laughs) As a... So, I, I love history. I love Garfield. Uh, and I also love video games, specifically Garfield games. Originally, on a April Fool's of last year, I made a video where, I re- and it's a series that I'm making where I'm just analyzing Garfield games, reviewing them, and whatnot. It's silly and kind of a waste of time, <laughs> but uh, it's a hobby of mine, and I'm proud of it. And I don't care what anyone says. I love Garfield. I love his video games, and that's basically it. <laughs> What do you do? Like, just try to get lasagna the whole time or like get normal or what are you doing in the video games? Uh, so a variety of them are. The thing with Garfield is that he's not really that interesting because uh, there's only so many times you can make jokes about lasagna and whatnot. Right. And being lazy. The video games like originally started off with him like getting lasagna, saving normal. But uh for this year, there's a video game called uh, Garfield Caught in the Act, where he's fighting, where he ends up fighting like this, uh, this demon, like this electric, like formed demon. It's it's a very it's a far cry from what Garfield is, and uh, even though it's insane, it's hilarious, and that's what I really like about it. I can't believe there's a new Garfield game. Like that's weird. And no, there's a yeah, there's a new Garfield game every other year. Just like he's not really that relevant in the grand scheme of things. I, I don't mean, understand. Like why? Like who's doing this? I, <laughs> <laughs> like why? Like I don't. E- they don't even make new Garfield um, cartoons anymore, do they? No, they do not. Okay, do you like the new Garfield? Because I actually hate new Garfield. It's weird animation and weird stories. Oh my God. No, it's terrible. New Garfield is awful. 
Uh, It's like from the 90s or something or early 90s or I don't know. Maybe it was late 90s, but it's Mm -hmm. terrible and I can't I can't stand it. Old Garfield's fun, though. Mm -hmm. Well, that that was uh, because Jim Davis, who's uh, the creator of Garfield, had more of his heart uh, within. And this is my own humble opinion. Fellow fellow other hardcore Garfield (laughs) uh, fans might disagree. But Jim Davis I feel as if uh, he had more ambition during the the late 70s and 80s when Garfield was first starting and whatnot. But during the 80s, uh, specifically at the end of the 1980s, uh, Jim Davis really took the backseat in writing the comics and gave it to other people. Mm. And you could see that Garfield has become had became less of a less of a character that Jim Davis loved and more of a more of like a commercial item to like, like a sell meme toys. Of himself. Yeah. Well, that's uh, during the internet age, Garfield has become a meme and whatnot. And I think that's really what's funding these things. Funding these things. It's just people keep giving money, like buying these Garfield things, ironically. That that henceforth helps uh, Garfield become uh, relevant within uh, our, our, our subculture. You know? Yeah. It's weird because it's like waiting for the new Garfield game to come out. And nobody said that. <laughs> said, <gasps> said no one. <laughs> Except for me. Yeah. <laughs> and so I thought maybe it was you, like you're incognito making Garfield video games on the dark web or something. I should start a Garfield cast. <laughs> a Garfield podcast. Ah, I should just should. start a Garfield podcast, yeah. I bet you you'd find some niche listeners. <laughs> I'd call it We Are Garfield. No relation to We Are Weezer. <laughs> Oh, that'd be awesome. I haven't had anybody, um, you know, use the same name but different before. That'd be cool. Because, like, um, Wheeze Talk and Wheeze, they kind of, like, took some other podcasts, like, how it's formatted, the name, and turned it into Weezer. So it'd be cool to have somebody copy copy me. Be like, yeah, I got copied. <laughs> um, well, so tell us your Weezer story. When did you start listening to Weezer? And why did you start, why did you do a, uh, a video on them? During uh, my early uh, years, uh, specifically around the age of five, the, the hit single, that's when Make Believe came out, 2005, 2006, uh, Beverly Hills, Perfect Situation, that was rampant on the radio, uh, one of their most successful singles. And I didn't really know it was Weezer then, because I was a small child and whatnot, but I loved those songs. They'd play on like... There was like a Radio Disney edit of uh, Beverly Hills where like they censor piece of crap. The lyric and, <laughs> wow. Yeah. And uh, eventually during uh, post high school, specifically during the summer of 2017, which was uh, during my senior year, I listened to Say It Ain't So and whatnot. I liked these songs and uh, not to get too personal, but uh, it, I really shared with the lyrics and whatnot all, the, all this teenage angst and whatnot got to me a uh, perfect combination with weezer mm-hmm. and uh during the uh the summer following my senior year i listened to uh you know how people usually start with the blue album pinkerton i listened to uh, the green album first actually interesting because uh, sadie so it came on the radio and uh i looked them up when i got home um I clicked on Sadie and So, then went to Island in the Sun. And I was just like, oh, I remember this song, Island in the Sun. So cool. And I'm just like, uh, I, I don't know why, but at that 
at that moment, I was just like, I might as well just listen to this album to see what Weezer is up because I've heard of them before. And uh, I, I've see what seen they're Ma- all about. Yeah. Uh, I listened to uh, the Green Album, uh, Photograph, which I loved instantly. I loved Crab, Island in the Sun, Hashpipe. And then finally, at the end, you have uh, uh, Oh Girlfriend. Uh, I'd say one of my favorite closers from any Weezer album. So touching. And uh, the, the lyrics at that, at, uh, an old girlfriend even echo the beginning of uh, the album in Photograph. For example, this is just a random fact. Uh, Rivers asks to be in the arms of his girl. And at the end of Oh Girlfriend, the final track on the album, Rivers misses being in the arms of the girl. I think it like circles it all together that it all connects to the, the start of the album. Mm-hmm. Following the Green Album, uh, I listened to uh, the Blue Album. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Only in Dreams, my favorite Weezer song of all time. I'll, I'll get to that later. Then I listened to Pinkerton. And uh, much like people who reacted to it back in the 90s, I didn't really like it at first. I didn't really see what the hype was all about. Because it just seemed so different from... Uh, what I had listened before mm-hmm. to Raw and whatnot. I hadn't really appreciated it. And at this point, I was just like, well, I might as well listen to all the albums. <laughs> so uh, I go to Maladroit. I I like it more than Pinkerton, than To Make Believe, which I hear mixed reactions about. I know some people who don't like it, some people who do. I'm more in the camp where I'm indifferent about it because there are some cool stuff in it. I love... Uh, I love Beverly Hills. I love Perfect Situation. This is such a pity. And The Closer as well haunt you every day. And that's what I think Weezer does the best, is that their closers are usually incredibly solid. Really solid. You have The Angel and the One, or uh, Butterfly and whatnot. They they all leave like a lasting impact. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say that about the Black Album, though, which... Once again, my own humble opinion, I don't really, I'm not really a fan of the Black Album, but... uh, That's okay with me. (laughs) You're not a fan either? I mean, it's not my favorite. I like the songs, but I don't know, I, I guess I just don't understand, like, why they do certain things. Like, why put it out if... Like, I doubt they're going to ever tour it. Yeah. And, like, they're all so different and weird. I think it was, like, a weird concept album that they're not going to... They're not going to admit to it being a concept album. Or haven't yet. I noticed that, too, because, you know... So, the Black Album came out. And the closer uh, on that is California Snow. Oh, I hated that. (laughs) (laughs) I I think California Snow is okay. It's not terrible, but I don't think it's, like a song that deserves to be on the closer. It kind of feels like they like kind of like throw it all together and just like, okay, ship it out. It seems like, and it might be a little mean. It seems like they put more uh, effort in promoting the Teal album and still are doing more effort in promoting the Teal album with uh, having so many covers in their set lists as of late, which is fine, but I really hope they don't continue with that on the, this tour in particular, uh, the Hella Mega tour, which is coming this summer. I hope they do less covers. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, for... Yeah, I don't think they need to do any covers, personally. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, 
It never hurts to do a cover on your, like your encore or the song right before your encore, but one, not, not three, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Just my personal opinion, Weezer. Not that you're listening. <laughs> well, now that Africa had become a, such a big hit for them back in 2018, now I feel like that's forever going to be in the set list. And uh, I would be fine with it if the cover itself was just kind of okay. You know, I, I'm I'm kind of upset that Africa is going to be taking uh, a place within their set list when uh, another song such as like, I don't know, a more obscure like Pinkerton song or right. something from their back catalog would be there instead. And, that, and that's my kind of my trouble with the recent Weezer set list is that uh, it's kind of predictable. You have the hits and they have oh so many hits. And then the rest of the five songs, specifically in this last tour, are like five covers. And then I'm just like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't see it changing for the Hella Mega because... I think that this is meant to be a giant hits show. So I'm just hoping that for no covers, you know, even if it is going to be the hits, hopefully there's no Africa. I don't know. I'm still waiting for them to tour Pacific Daydream because that's one of my favorites. And like, I'm just looking at the Black Album and I really do like California Snow and I like High as a Kite and I like Living in L.A., you know, they're all all right, but Pacific Daydream to me, like, doesn't have a bad song. I'm trying to think. I actually do like Pacific Daydream. I know people who don't like it. They think the production is too clean, that it doesn't take any risks. But uh, to that, I say it sounds good. Yeah. Like, at, at the end of the day, if it sounds good, I'm going to like the song. So, so it makes me it- sad about we'll never, like, hear that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Ever. They played Feels Like Summer during their 2018 tour, but uh, I don't think they're, it's ever going to come back. Maybe, could you imagine for like, uh, if they bring back the Weezer Cruise or something like that, could you imagine if they played like the entirety of Pacific Daydream while on a cruise, while looking at an island? Wouldn't that be oh so, my so amazing? <laughs> my head would explode <laughs> off. <laughs> Are you in the fan club? Uh, the Weezer fan club? No, I am not, unfortunately. <laughs> I, oh, well, then you're not nerdy enough for me. <laughs> I should be in it, but uh, I was actually going to pay to be in it a couple months ago, and then you've just reminded me about it. Yes, you need to come join us. I'll throw my Weezer fan club business card at you and bug you. But um, if there is a Weezer cruise, it will like be announced there first. So it's always mm-hmm. like if you're a giant nerd fan of Weezer, I would join just because you'll know everything ahead of time and probably get a ticket if you can, if you're on top of it. Do you Are plan you, on going? I I would have to. Yeah, I'd see me too, yeah. Because I'd say I have to go. I missed the first two and I could have gone, but I didn't. And so I would have to. I would figure it out like somehow. Mm-hmm. I'd sell something like I'd have to go because I wouldn't want to miss that again because who knows if they would do it again. Like if we got one more, that doesn't mean that we get to see it ever again. I made a actually because when they announced that they were thinking about doing a possibly a Weezer Cruise 3 or something a couple of months back, 
I made a travel account just for that reason, and I've been putting money in it ever since. Because <laughs> just the thought of, like, one day I'm going to be on a boat with Weezer, and they're going to be playing... Uh, anything. Be playing full- <laughs> yeah, anything. That'd be so cool. That That's what I want, really, because I miss the era... Because, like, I became a Weezer fan following the era of uh, them playing their more obscure stuff, playing in smaller venues and whatnot. Uh, actually, Rivers Cuomo last year, or two years ago, played in a played a small venue uh, in Los Angeles that I missed, uh, that I still kick myself for. You missed was the sm- Hi-Hat show? Yeah, that's, that's the show. That's the show. Did you go? I did. I'm so jealous. <laughs> it was great. It was great. And um, I saw, well, I, don't, I saw Graham Coxon at the That Dog Show in downtown, too. And that was really cool. So those are wow. two cool things that I got to experience. Do you plan on going to a Hella Mega uh, this year? Yes. I have my Dodger Stadium ticket. I am excited. Could not afford the fancy backstage pit stuff, but I'll be there. So... Mm-hmm. Hey, me too. Yay. Me too. <laughs> did you get fancy tickets? No, I did not. <laughs> hey, man, at I, least we get to go. So mm. it'll be cool. And also watching Green Day, too, which is going to be pretty neat. Yeah, I do enjoy uh, me some Green Day. Well, so finish your, your story. Oh, yeah. Got sidetracked. Uh, so during a... So you were listening to Make Believe... I've, by the end of Make Believe, I had realized that I've come to like grow to like start to love this band. And by the end of Red Album, specifically with The Angel and The One, which is probably one of the only few songs that have ever made me tear up. I had realized then that I loved this band, which kind of came, which kind of became weird because uh, immediately after that, I got to Ratitude, which was kind of <laughs> like a slap in the face to like <laughs> after listening to The Angel and The One. I, I think Gratitude, in retrospect, is a fun album. It is. I think I, I think it's hilarious. If if you look at it from uh, the perspective that to not take it too seriously, it's a good right. time. But I'd say around this point, uh, a couple of mon- months had gone by because I didn't, of course, listen to these all like in one go. I I, t- I took my time to really appreciate them. Mm-hmm. I went I went back to Pinkerton. I listened to it again, and I kept listening to Pinkerton over and over again. There would be days would be on heavy rotation. I'd pick up my friends to like hang out or something. They'd be like, Larry, could we please listen to something other than fucking uh, El Scorcho? (laughs) Sorry about that. Uh, But yeah, I was just like, no, I love guys. Come on. Weezer's good. Give them a chance. And uh, they're like, we have for the 365th time. It's a. A meme within uh, my online friends and my in real life friends. It's called uh, the Weezer pill because uh, they, they, they've they now become big Weezer fans, too, because of me. And I'm just like, yes, yes, <laughs> my I forced my taste into them. And now they're now they're, now they're like me. So is Pinkerton your favorite album? Yes. Uh, Pinkerton Blue. is Pinkerton is my favorite album from all of them. Why? Blue Blue is close second. Uh, my favorite song is only in dreams out of all the Weezer songs, but that's because I have such a personal connection to it. Uh, what, what's your personal connection? I, uh, me and my, uh, girlfriend, before we started dating, we've listened to Weezer and whatnot. We'd drive around, 
OC, go to the beach and hang out with friends. And at the end of the day, it would always be just the two of us because I'd drop her off uh, at home. And then uh, this one night, uh, my feelings with her, I wanted to admit them. I This was the first time I was ever going to admit to a girl that I had feelings towards them. Um, Only in Dreams was playing. We were finishing up the Blue Album. And uh, at the end of Only in Dreams, maybe it was the inspiration of just listening to it, the lyrics of telling her of dan- uh, the image of dancing with her. I told her that uh, I had feelings for her and she felt the same way. Did you say I and- love you? No, I did not say I love you. <laughs> uh, did you ask did- her to be your girlfriend? Uh, or were you already girlfriend, boyfriend? We were not already. Okay. We, uh, so we is started that what that meant? That. Yeah. Uh, which it, it, what makes it funnier is that uh, the first time I kissed her and the first time I ever kissed a girl... She was wearing a Weezer shirt. <laughs> so I could always say that the first girl I kissed was wearing a Weezer shirt. So that's a fun fact. That is a fun fact. And that same girl you have feelings for. And I'm assuming you kissed too during Only in Dreams. That's cute. Mm-hmm. That's very romantic. Yeah, that's it's a classic, amazing song. It's up there for me. I, it might be my number two because I can't really think of anything I like more besides Say It Ain't So. I just love that song so much. It's so I, good. I can't get tired of Say It Ain't So. I've listened to it probably over 300 times and it's just so good. The bridge, yeah. the various chords, so good. What it, other, like what's your like third and fourth favorite album? Uh, My third favorite album, honestly, probably... It might be cliche to say the White Album. Listening to that during the summer of uh, 2019 on like repeat, uh, the tracks California Kids, uh, Thank God for Girls, uh, LA Girls, and uh, Endless Bummer. I'd say virtual like almost masterpieces. I think Endless Bummer is a good, I'd, I'd say probably my second favorite closer out of any Weezer song or mm-hmm. out of any Weezer album. I really like Everything Will Be Alright in the End, but I think that might be my fifth favorite. My fourth favorite is probably Red Album, honestly. I think Red wow. Album is an underrated is an underrated gem, really. Yeah. Uh, I, there there are some songs on there that are a little weird. Uh, I don't really like uh, Automatic. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think it's goofy. And the whenever I get to the Red Album during my retrospect... I'm going to be uh, talking a lot about Rivers' uh, personality during that era because he was very bombastic, I'd say so. So to finish up or to continue on to my <laughs> Weezer story, uh, while making videos, it became known to all my friends, both in real life and online, that I was a big Weezer fan and whatnot. So eventually I was going to make a Weezer video. Uh, and in 2019, I decided that uh, during that year that I would make it a goal to have the Blue Album video uh, be released. And I eventually did upload it on uh, July 4th. How long did it take you to make that? It took me, the script took like three to four months, but that's because I had school on the long while too. It shouldn't have taken that long. So when the Blue Album video did come out, after it was all done being uh, edited and whatnot, editing, editing took like a month as well. When the Blue Album video did come out, I was just like, I'm going to make sure to have the Pinkerton video out by September 
And here we are in February, almost <laughs> five months later. But hey, it's going to come out. The Pinkerton video will oddly come out by the time this is released on uh, February 14th, Valentine's Day, which I find funny because uh, that was just like my uh, deadline, but also because the album is about heartbreak. And what, what not a better way to celebrate Valentine's Day with like the worst aspects of love, you know? Or the best and the worst. And the and maybe the best and the worst of Weezer, <laughs> depending on who you ask. What What's your favorite album, by the way? What's your favorite? Uh, is it Blue? <sighs> I would have to say Blue. And then... It's for sure like a probably Pinkerton and then white. But I like all of them except for probably Hurley. Honestly, same. I couldn't yeah. really get into Hurley. I don't I think, think anyone can, unfortunately. <laughs> that's actually the only Weezer album I've never completed, actually. I've listened. When I do get to Hurley eventually, it's probably going to be combined with my Ratitude review because I don't really want to spend too much time on it. <laughs> I don't really have any connection towards it. I think Gratitude's a good album. And I think just from like my experience, like having to do the research and really listen from a different perspective and maybe having some more context and backstory, I've come to appreciate stuff that I didn't think I would. Like I am a giant fan of Can't Stop Partying now just because I... I learned so much from it and now I just think it's like a fun like dancey song instead of mm -hmm. looking at it from like a like a Weezer like air quotes fan perspective of like this is shit and like I don't I don't like this because it's like stupid I just it's just fun like it's just a fun dance like it makes you want to dance and that's what it is you know. Honestly, the same thing. I put it on and I'm just like, hey, Kate, check this out. Kate, my girlfriend. Kate, check this out. And then like I turn on Can't Stop Partying and she's just like, is this is this Weezer? This is terrible. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's great. <laughs> can But the true test is, can you not dance with that song on? No, no you I, have to. It, it's such a bop. It's so cool. I know. <laughs> I love it. So... I don't know. I think it's, you know, it's how you look at it. And once you flip, you know, maybe maybe in your research of Hurley, you'll find some awesome things about it and fall in love with the songs and be the, the latest Hurley advocate. I'm not sure. Maybe maybe I will. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think you guys have done too many uh, Hurley songs on the podcast. I think right? we only did memories. What else is on there? I don't I remember. There's I think a, we've only done memories off of Hurley. I, I think Where's My Sex is on that album. Oh, God. Yeah. Which is still a Weezer song I've never listened to. I've only looked at the title and I'm just like, I'm just, it's something that I'm not interested in. Just looking at the title, which is like, Where's My Sex? It's. Okay. What's that other one where it's like Smart Girls? It reminds me of Smart Girls. It's just, it's kind of like, eh. I don't know. Well, so is there anything else that you would like to mention besides your upcoming Pinkerton Valentine's Day release? During the year 2020, I plan on uploading more because in 2018, that's when my channel really skyrocketed. 
uh, I hit like 10,000 subscribers and kind of stagflated because I didn't upload or anything really during 2019 because I was was so busy. I was Mm -hmm. doing so many things, trying to juggle so many things. And in 2020, I've released two videos already. This month, I try, I'm trying to plan on two. The Pinkerton video, of course, that's the big one. And a video looking at uh, the recent 2020 race, not to get too political. And uh, next month, I, I hope so, because I think it'd be funny. And I think it'd be uh, suitable uh, having the Green Album released on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> green. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> Any other artists that you plan to cover besides Gorillaz and Billie Eilish? Yes, I want to do more hip hop artists. I want to do Tyler, the creator, uh, Kendrick Lamar and whatnot, because I'm also a fan of hip hop. Mm -hmm. Most people know me really for my alternative rock videos or, you know, I I, I love hip hop. I love rap. I think it's great. As I go further into that, I'm not well acquainted with it as I am with uh, let's say uh, Weezer and whatnot. I hope to learn more and what, and that's really why I do this. I learn a lot from it. The research and whatnot is probably the best bits of this. It's that at the end of the day, feeling like you accomplish something, feeling like that you learned something really, you know? Yeah. That's what uh, I like about it too. It kind of forces you to learn, right? Mm-hmm. But it's something you care about or you're interested in. So it's fine. It's not like work. No, it's not. It it's not work. It's like a hobby, you know. And yeah. maybe one day, uh, the channel will blow up because uh, every now and then there are these spurts of people finding it, and they share and just like, oh wow, this guy's underrated. Maybe one day I will be uh, have a, a grander audience, and on that day I will return to We Are Weezer and be like, <laughs> hey guys, I did it. I reached. What's that magic number? Is it a million or is it? Uh, it's a hundred k for uh, the plaque. You get a plaque from like you got a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. Okay. And then one, and then one million, you get like a a golden plaque. It's just like you got a million subscribers on YouTube. And then ten million, which is uh, such a big number, I can't wrap my head around it. <laughs> you, it, it gets bigger than that. I, I think you get like a diamond plaque or something. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll have you back at like the lower, the lowest one. Which I'm sure can't be that, I don't know, that far away because you're already one-tenth of the way there. So if you keep growing at a steady rate that you already have, I should be talking to you in about a year, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that Now it puts pressure to get to that number. No <laughs> pressure. Because that's when it, like, stops being fun. So mm-hmm. we won't yeah. do that. If it, um, ever, ever, if it ever stops being fun, then... I just won't do it anymore, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, so we'll wrap it up. Let's take a quick break and we'll be back to say goodbye. So our next show is going to be 
a song discussion, episode 55, where Larry and I will go into deep dive details and talk about Falling For You from Pinkerton, which I'm excited about. I love that song. And I love that, ooh, ooh, I like that part. (laughs) And I'm excited to learn about it because I don't think I've ever thought about it in depth before. So, and I'm sure that you already have your research done. Yeah, I did a lot of research for that. Oh, cool. Okay, well, I can't wait to read it, and I can't wait to talk about it, and we're going to try and do some kind of cool, like, YouTube collab, so you'll see my face on the screen, um, (laughs) or whatever you call it, (laughs) whatever that thing is, and I'll be forever ingrained in uh, the YouTube for the one one and only time, probably. (laughs) So where can everybody find you on your social media, on YouTube and Twitter and stuff? You guys could find me at uh, Zeepsterd uh, on YouTube and Zeepsterd on Twitter. Uh, and those are my only social media, actually. I need to I need to get more. I, I made an Instagram, but I never use it. My Zeepsterd one. And that is spelled with a Z-E-E-P-S-T-E-R-D. <laughs> you got it. You got it. My friends often, uh, when they're poking fun at me, they're just like, okay, Zeep turd. <laughs> <laughs> what, where did that even come from? Is that a Garfield thing or? Zeepsterd? Yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, I'd say like second grade, instead of saying beep beep like cars, I'd say like Zeep Zeep because I thought it was funny. It didn't make any sense because <laughs> you're a kid. Nothing really makes sense. Yeah. And in 2012, when I made my YouTube channel uh, or made a username, I was just like, what's something I used to say a lot? Oh, Zeep. Uh, The stirred came out because it was just on the fly. Just like, oh, I don't know, stirred. I combined it with something. So it isn't just Zeep. Mm -hmm. Zeep stirred. People just call me Zeep now. I'm thinking about like changing it from Zeepster to just Zeep, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it might be a little easier, but I don't know. I I agree. It does have a ring to it. It's a little bit more fun than just Zeep. (laughs) Zeepster. (laughs) But hard to figure out how to spell unless you've looked at it a lot in the last couple days, probably. Um, I forgot. How did we even like, how do we meet? Like you just reached out to We Are Weezer on Instagram? Yeah, I I sent you guys the Blue Album video. Yeah. So how did you find out about us? Uh, through Rivers Quomine, actually. Ah. Uh, I follow her because she's like the biggest like Weezer meme person who has a social media presence. I saw that she was going to be on one of your podcasts. And ever since that one, I started listening. And eventually I thought, oh, hey, if they 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 do similar things to what I do, they research on a on Weezer songs and whatnot. Maybe they might like this video that I made like six months ago and I sent it to you and you seem to like it and I'm glad you did. I did like it. It, I will, next time I will remember the fun fact that I learned because as I was listening to it, I was like, oh, I got to ask him about this. And like, oh, I got to ask him about that. So I'll have to just remember again, go check out his blue album. What do you call it? Like, it's not a review, really. It's more like a, I see. Wrap like up. A, Summary. I see a retrospect. Yeah. Looking go. back, looking back at it as a whole. Yeah, it's cool. It's like a mini news clip, interview, video montage thing, of 
stuff that you know and don't know all wrapped up into one. And it's good. I liked it. And uh, I will post it. It will be also linked here. Go check him out on Twitter and YouTube for sure. And you can find We Are Weezer on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at We Are Weezer. And we also have a website. So weareweezer.com. Listen, subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else. Give us five stars. Say something nice. Thank you so much, Brian, for the sound. Also, you should be friends with Larry because uh, he likes video games too. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Larry, for coming on the show. I look forward to uh, next the next episode. It's going to be fun. Hell yeah, it is. It's going to be <laughs> awesome. Falling for you in the house or something. all right adios guys bye guys